0: Looking for new threads? Well, we've got you covered at the Music Is Live podcast official merch store over at tpublic.com. Whether it's t-shirts, baseball tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, travel mugs, phone cases, or onesies for your infant rockers and metalheads, you can find everything you're looking for over at the Music Is Live podcast merch store at tpublic. Go to my link tree at EE forward slash Music Is Live podcast and get your merch today. Buy my stuff and thanks for your support. Terranut is proud to offer you a natural nut bar chock full of healthy fats, minerals, and protein that meet your demands. Go to their website, www.terranut.com. You can order from them directly and they will ship it to you. Use my coupon code LUMAVS and you will get a 25% discount on your first order. Terranut Superfood Snacks, www.terranut.com. Don't forget to use coupon code LUMAVS at checkout. Fuel your life. You're listening to the Music is Life podcast with your host Lou Mavs on the Rad Sound Review Network. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the Music is Life podcast. This is your host Lou Mavs coming to you straight from the Toyota Corolla studios, aka my car. It's another Wednesday night, Wednesday into Thursday morning, and I just finished doing an Uber out, and I felt like doing a podcast, just uh, coming up with some stream of consciousness stuff that I feel like has been going on in the music world, and I just felt like having an opinion on it, and talking about it on my podcast, because I'm not one to air, um, really... Grievances or opinions on social media Uh, Not that anything I'm going to talk about today is a grievance But it's definitely an opinion And uh, one I feel strongly about Uh, But before I say that um, I just want to say that My friend Wayne Noon Over at the Rat Salad podcast The Rat Salad Review Has asked me if Music Is Life Would join his fledging network of podcasts, and I accepted it, and I'm very proud to be a part of the uh, Rat Salad family now, officially, I already did one podcast with him, Uncle Saxon, and I forgot the other gentleman's name, I'm so sorry about that, but uh, it was a great time, we were talking about uh, different things in metal, it made them laugh a little bit, and uh, they're all cool guys, uh john is definitely somebody that i probably have a difference of political opinion with but we never really talk about it we'd rather talk about our love of metal and that's good enough for me you're a good man uncle saxon and i appreciate you sir and uh thanks to my buddy wayne noon not wayne newton wayne noon (laughs) for uh hooking me up with this really appreciate it which means that the Music Is Live podcast is now going to be, uh, spread out around across a broader spectrum of listeners, and I'm very grateful for that. Thank you very much, Wayne, and to everybody at Rad Solid Review. So, that being said, um, very big news in the world of music, especially for all the drummers out there: the death of Ginger Baker. Uh, at eighty years old, uh, Ginger Baker was a member of the Grand Bond Experience, uh, Cream with Eric Clapton and Jack Bruce, Blind Faith with Steve Winwood, and Eric Clapton, and also uh, you know his countless other projects. Uh, Ginger Baker's Air Force and Air Force Two. Also, a drummer for Masters of Reality, and many people forget that he was also a member of BBM, which was Baker, Bruce, and Moore. Ginger Baker, Jack Bruce, and Gary Moore, one of my favorite guitar players of all time, formerly of uh, Finn Lizzie, and uh, did some great stuff with him. And uh, let's see, Graham, uh, not Graham, sorry, uh, Ginger Baker actually had a documentary that was released about. Six years ago, called uh, "Beware of Mister Baker." Uh, I saw this uh, documentary a couple of years ago. I actually rewatched it again a couple of days ago. Um, and it's funny hearing all from all the drummers that he's influenced. Everybody from uh, Lars Ulrich to Neil Peart of Rush and more, as uh, Stuart Copeland as well. Talk about what an influence that he was but uh oh and even Bill Ward of Black Sabbath, and he said that uh uh ginger Baker actually said that uh cream gave birth to heavy metal, if you ask him, he thinks it should have been aborted um and I can understand why he would say something like that because he's he was a jazz drummer, and the only reason why he played as hard and loud as he did was because he couldn't hear himself, you know um. Uh, All those years of playing and probably not using earplugs or anything and playing up against the wall of sound that Jack Bruce and uh, Eric Clapton did in Cream probably did a lot of damage to his hearing. Um, That's all I can really say about that. Um, Let's see what else. Uh, And just hearing him, you know, talk such smack about uh, John Bonham and Keith Moon who a lot of people actually put the three of those guys Baker Moon and Bonham in the same category of uh British drummers who were very influential uh to a lot of drummers in the 70s 80s and even 90s but uh Baker said that you know they 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 couldn't arrange a song they had no technique there was nothing rhythmical or musical about what they were doing and like i said you know Ginger Baker considered himself a jazz drummer which I can appreciate and understand that. You know, if anybody watches any Buddy Rich uh interviews, well, there was one Buddy Rich interview from the 70s where he did on the Mike Wallace Show where he's completely pissing all over country music, saying that it takes no talent to write country music, that it, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it, it caters to the lowest common denominator of musicians and music fans. And I'm just like, have you heard Roy Clark play? Have you heard Chet Atkins play? Have you ever heard Glenn Campbell play? I mean, I consider myself a guitar player that's heavily influenced by rock, metal, hardcore, you know, like all those things, you know, like I'm definitely a product of the music that I grew up listening to. But I grew up listening to so much stuff from rock to metal to funk to jazz to country to folk, you know. I mean, I you'd be you'd be an idiot to think that. The music that you listened to growing up didn't have some kind of influence over you as a musician. So I think for, you know, Buddy Rich or Ginger Baker to uh, say that about musicians like that, it's like, well, you know what? Yeah, you can obviously back up what you're saying with what you do. But at the same time, though, if you got to put others down because just because just you don't like it. Dolomite, what do you got to say about that? Bitch, are you for real? Thank you, Dolomite. I mean, I grew up loving a lot of jazz stuff, especially jazz fusion, you know? Like, I'm a huge fan of Weather Report and Brand X. Um, even Return to Forever uh, is probably uh, a fusion group that I've only uh, discovered in the last couple of years, but amazing stuff. You know I mean? I just love good music. So for Buddy Rich or Ginger Baker to say that about bands like, you know, well, for Buddy Rich to respectfully respectively to say what he said about country and Ginger Baker to respectfully say what he said about metal, I completely disagree with that. Um but whatever, you know, they are who they are and they and people know who they are because of what they've done. And, you know, you got to respect that. You know, Ginger Baker is considered the first rock superstar drummer. I mean, just like Stuart Copeland said, he did set the blueprint. I'm not going to disagree with that statement. Hell, if there was no Ginger Baker, you wouldn't have probably any of the guys that I mentioned uh, mentioned before, from Peart to uh, Copeland to... God, I mean, uh, I'd even go so far as to say uh, Joey Jordison. I mean, you know, Joey, you know, used the double kick uh, drums better than anybody. You know, like, uh, well, him and Dave Lombardo. And uh, I would even say uh, Gene Hoagland, you know. I mean, like, those guys are amazing double bass drummers. And... You know, I think Ginger Baker was the one that made the double bass drum famous before Keith Moon. So, again, all the credit in the world to uh, Ginger Baker. Um, There's just one huge problem. One big problem that I have with Ginger Baker. And I realize it's wrong to speak ill of the dead. And... I'm going to be very cautious about what I'm going to say. Not politically correct, just cautious because I don't want people to get the wrong idea. I myself personally have a hard very hard time separating the person from the musician or in any in in any regards the person from the artist. Um I think if you if you're if you're out there promoting great art, that's that's wonderful, but if you're a scumbag as a human being, I cannot respect you. If you beat your wife, if you abuse your kids, if you're a kid toucher, you know any of these things. If you hurt animals, I cannot respect you as a musician and especially as a human being. I'm watching this, uh, Ginger Baker documentary and, you know, I'm seeing that he was horrible to his son, Kofi, um, practically abandoned his family to go to Africa and, um, you know, uh, study drums there and ended up playing with Philip Kuti. Um, you know, the, he said it himself that if his wife, his first wife, uh he said it himself that if, that his first wife, if 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 she ever made him choose between her and their family and drums, he was gonna choose drums. Um, that's scumbaggy, in my opinion. I mean, that's just, you know, like if, if look, I'm a musician, but I don't tour. I play gigs. You could say that I'm a weekend warrior. You know, I'm out playing Nassau County one one night, the next night I'm playing Suffolk County. Or I could be playing Queens. Either way, though, I come home after every gig. I love being with my family. I don't feel like being a guitar player in a cover band devalues what I do as a musician. All right? Because I love playing. And I'm very good at what I do. And I'm not trying to come off as egotistical. And at this point, I really don't care if I am. I feel like if, if you're going to jam with me, I can hold my own with you. And that's not me being conceited, that's, that's conviction, and I'll, I'll gladly show it to you. But at the same time, though, I just I cannot respect it when a guy chooses, you know, his instrument over his own family. To me, a man who abandons his family is not a man at all. I think it's I think it's 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 really shitty. Uh, I don't. I would never do that. All right, I have a fourteen-month-old daughter that I love more than life itself. I want to see her grow up. I want to be a part of her life. I don't ever wanted to ask the questions, "Mommy, where's Daddy? Mommy, when's Daddy coming home?" You know, like to to me, I settled down with my wife to start a family. Doesn't mean I gave up playing music, because I still do it. Um, But, you know, you also got to be smart. You know, you can't just be a full-time musician anymore and just live off that. Otherwise, you're living on like maybe 100 to 200 a week if you're only doing weekend gigs. So I'm happy to be working full-time, gigging on the weekends, and just doing what I do. Ginger Baker came from a time where when you were a musician, that's all you ever did, you know. A lot of these guys were playing like clubs everywhere in 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 the UK and Scotland and Ireland and Europe, Germany. Uh, you know, seven nights a week. You know, three times a day. You know, that's how the Beatles started. You know, the, the Liverpool band discovered in Hamburg. You know, um, and Ginger was playing in all these jazz clubs or whatever, and he found his way into this band and that band and he uh basically made his living uh recording songs, touring, and that's what he did. And you know what? He lived the life of a uh of a decadent. You know, like oh, white stretch limos, cocaine, heroin, hookers in the car, you know, like he had that to his to his liking. Um. <laughs> oh man, if we only if he only knew then what we all know about drugs and how it screws you up, especially heroin. And that's one of the hardest drugs to kick. Thankfully, I've never done it. Uh thankfully, I don't know anyone that's ever done it. Regardless, uh, you know, this is the lifestyle that Ginger lives. So for him to have blown all of his money on all these uh, passion projects without any possible source of income to always come back home, always flat broke. I mean, he made $5 million from his reunion with Cream at Royal Albert Hall and at Madison Square Garden, and just as quickly as he got it, he ended up buying, I think, like 35 polo ponies, and his fortune was gone like that. So, you know, unfortunately, it kind of caters to the old stereotype that sometimes the best music- musicians are the worst businessmen. I don't think that could be any truer truer for 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 someone like Ginger Baker. Um so while everybody was like posting on uh Twitter rest in peace Ginger Baker, oh you were the greatest this and that, my I honestly was just like get the f out of here. You know? And maybe I'm saying that because I was born in 1980, which was a little over 10 years after Cream broke up. So I didn't understand. So I'm willing to admit that I don't understand um, the impact that Ginger Baker had over a generation of musicians before I was born. And I think that my bias has everything to do with the fact that I just intensely dislike him as a person. Regardless of what kind of interviewer that he had for his documentary, beware Mr. of Mr. Baker, where I thought that the person interviewing him was just asking the most asinine questions. These are questions that I would never ask of any musician like what's your opinion on Mick Jagger? It's like who do you think you are, Eddie Trunk? You know, like, uh, he, I mean, not even like he's a really good interviewer because, you know, he'll he'll just shill for Van Hagar and just talk UFO all day. And it's like, you know, you could be like, uh, I don't like UFO. And, and he'll still talk to you about UFO and the greatness of all the 80s bands while completely ignoring any new rock and metal bands that are out there today. You know, I, I, listen, if you're going to interview musicians of any kind, guess what? Self-awareness is a good thing. Don't be like that moron on CNN who interviewed Andrew Dice Clay like 15 years ago, and was asking him about a gym that Andrew Dice Clay never owned. You know, learn about your subject matter first. Ask questions that he'd be they'd be they would be willing to answer, and don't be stupid about it. All right. I mean, it was a good documentary, but I thought and 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 I give credit to the. Uh, to the narrator, the interviewer, the, the person who helmed the film for, you know, doing the best that he could with what he had. But Jesus Christ, dude, like, those questions you asked. Oh, God. Cringy, as the millennials say. But regardless. um, So, back to what I was saying about Ginger Baker. Like, you know... I, Everybody was, well, you know, was 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 offering these, these things that, you know, these statements on Twitter about, you know, what a great, you know, what an influence he was, and this and that. And I'm just like, you know what? For me, drummers, I, okay, I'm willing to admit that Copeland and Peart being influenced by Baker probably was what helped shape their playing. And those are two of my favorite drummers, right there. Um. So I, you know, I'll give Ginger credit for influencing them, but as far as I'm concerned, uh, Ginger Baker, I, I don't even put him on my list of top five drummers of all time. But again, this is just opinion, and uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm just speaking from a completely objective point of view over here. What's is true for me is not true for you. And I respect whatever you feel about it. But, you know, I'm, I'm all about transparency on my podcast. You know, it, it, you know it, it's, it's a tragedy about the, about the death of Ginger Baker. But I cannot respect any artist who is a shitty human being. I cannot do it. it, it it's, it's against my moral code. I cannot do it, all right? I will never watch a Roman Polanski film because he is a freaking pedophile who shows no remorse for any past actions. I will never watch The Pianist. I will never watch Rosemary's Baby. I will never watch any film that Roman Polanski does, All right. You could he he could direct the next Marvel superhero film and I will not watch it. Okay, because I think he's a scumbag of a human being. I love the Beatles. I think John Lennon is a shitty human being. You know, how do you abandon your wife and child and run off with Yoko freaking Ono of all people? You know, and then then this, this is not a knock on Sean Lennon, you know, I mean, talented musician. I personally am not a fan of his, but I'm willing to say he is a very talented musician. He's very successful at what he does. But, you know, I think it's really screwed up how he abandoned Cynthia and and, uh, Julian. And above that, I heard he was actually abusive towards uh, Cynthia, which I'm sorry, you don't put your you don't put your hands on a woman. You just don't do that. I'm not trying to sound like some woke idiot right now, you know, that that that's that, that's going on social justice warrior. You just don't do it. You don't put your hands on people. You keep your freaking hands to yourself. I don't care how great you are. Okay, you may have invented a cure for cancer. Awesome. Thank you for saving all our lives. Oh, you went and became became a kitty diddler or you were exposed for it? Get out of here. All right. Uh, just because you do you're, you're great at one thing, and you're a complete and utter scumbag in a facet of life that is more important because it's how you treat other people, I I'm not gonna have respect for you. I'm sorry. I don't care. No, you know what? I'm not sorry about it. I'm being completely straight up honest. So, when it comes to people like that um screw him all right like Takashi 6 9 you know all the accusations about him being you know being a pedophile and and all that stuff and you know being true I, I disgusting you know I love Led Zeppelin but I think Jimmy Page for having fiddled around with some 13 year old it's disgusting you know that that's scumbaggy Uh, I would even say the same thing about, uh, Ted Nugent when he was with, uh, the Asian girl who he, 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 he legally signed to be her legal guardian at 16. I think just so he could have sex with her. It's like, uh, now me personally, I like a. A woman, <laughs> not a little girl. Rat, just listen to the rat song. I want a woman, not some little girl. And I agree with that. Regardless, by the way, if my wife is listening, I love you, sweetheart. <laughs> um, regardless, you know, I, I I will not tolerate, you know, horrible behavior just because of what influence you've had over, over culture, you know, I, I will not do that, I thought R. Kelly was a piece of crap when I first saw him, never liked him, and with everything about him right now, I've, i I, I didn't have to say, see, I told you it was a piece of crap, all I had to say was, told you so, see, I was right, uh, but there was one thing about Ginger Baker that I will, I'm willing to admit was redeemable in that in, uh, is that at the end of his life, he did make peace with his children, especially Kofi, which as a father, I, I appreciate that. Look, I lost my dad 10 years ago to stage four cancer. I lost my brother four years ago to a heart attack. I just became a father for the first time 14 months ago. These are events that have shaped me into who I am right now. You know, I'm, uh, I, I'm not one to hold grudges. I'm not one to, um, how would I say it? I, I'm, not, I'm, I, I wouldn't. Uh... My last words to my brother, uh, in our last conversation before he passed away, was. I love you. And he said, I love you too, and I'm really proud of you. You know, so I'll always have that peace of mind knowing that I had that with him. My brother Mike was my biggest influence when it came to learning an instrument and 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 being good at it. You know, uh more than anybody, more than Eddie Van Halen, more than Tony Iomi, more than Michael Schenker. You know, like my brother was my biggest influence. And when I lost him, I lost the desire to play. Uh, and he was always a good guy. It's just you know, um, it was a heart attack. Uh, but I'm 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 proud to say that my last words with him were "I love you." And I'm glad that Kofi and his uh, father uh, Ginger Baker had that. I'm glad that they had that closure. I'm glad they were able to make peace. So, for that, I, 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 I'm willing to say, you know what? It takes a bigger man to admit that when they're wrong. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. Because of that situation, I can honestly say, rest in peace, Ginger Baker. You've earned it. All right. And, uh, you know, and and, uh, oh, you know, hopefully you're out there and, you know, and and hearing this somewhere and it's driving you nuts. And, you know, and I'm sorry about, uh, you know, saying what a scumbag you are. But, you know, again, these are these are a father's relationship with their child, I think, is the most important relationship that they could have. More than with their own parents, more with their spouse, more with their siblings, more with their friends, you know because that's your child, you know you're responsible for bringing that person into the world you're responsible for raising that person to do right, to do well, and when you abandon them, I can't respect that, but you know I'm glad that you guys made peace, so that's a wonderful thing. God bless you ginger baker, rest in peace and I could uh I, I I could let that go. But it is true though that I I can I have a hard time separating the artist from the person, you know? Doesn't matter what great art they've done. Uh to me when they do something repeatedly, that's that 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 shows that they're not a good human being. I'm not going to care about, you know, the art that you put out. And again, that's just me. That's my own moral code. I don't expect others to follow suit. Um, You know, this is my podcast. This is my opportunity for transparency. I'm talking about my opinions when it comes to all things musical and, and even in the world of art in general. Like I just mentioned that kid toucher, Roman Polanski. But I also believe that one should put out positive vibes in the world, which is why you know, when I heard that Kofi and, and Ginger made up in the end, I was uh, really glad about that. You know, hopefully that made uh, the grieving process a lot easier for Kofi. So, my condolences to Kofi, Baker, uh, Nettie Baker, and the entire Baker family. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Um wasn't really much going on in the world of music. Uh, this week, except for that. Uh, huh. Actually, I'm blabbermouth right now, because sometimes I do get I- ideas for topics from here. But, uh, you know, it really hasn't been anything. Well, I mean, with the exception of uh, James Hetfield being back in uh, rehab, you know, I... Wish them all the best because uh, God knows what Metallica meant to me as a fan growing up, you know, from from when I first discovered them in the 80s when I was just a kid to, you know, them being a very important band in my teenage years, my formative years uh, to where to how I feel about them now. You know, I still love them. Two of the best concerts I ever saw. One was at the Garden with the St. Luke Orchestra, and one that was in 99 and one in 2009 at the Coliseum, where they played my three favorite Metallica songs of all time, Creeping Death 1 and Phantom Lord, which was awesome. But there really isn't else much to uh, discuss, I guess, uh, in the world of music. Let's see, what's what's Hard Drive doing right now? So Hard Drive is actually... We got two shows next weekend on the 18th and the 19th. We got October 18th at uh, the Harbor Crab in Patchog. Showtime's at 8 o'clock. We're playing till 11. And then the next night, we're back in Patchog at Rudy's Bar and Grill. That's uh, 8.30 to 11.30. So if you guys have no plans next weekend, come on, check it out. Um, any shows going on this weekend? Well, we got... Snakes and Arrows at 89 North. Snakes and Arrows was the Rush tribute band that I was a member of for about 5 years and I loved playing with Johnny Apes the drummer. Uh Greg Hawk is now the bassist, keyboardist, vocalist in that group, doing a phenomenal job and uh he's actually filled in on bass for um Hard Drive many a couple of times and you know just a great guy, amazing musician. Please go out and support him and support Snakes and Arrows. These guys deserve it. You know they don't do as many shows during the year because um, you know they they they're concentrating on like the bigger venues because they're putting on the bigger light show and the bigger uh, stage shows. So uh, I would just suggest you know go and support them. All right, they they definitely deserve it. Let's see what else. I'm getting over a head cold, but uh, yeah. You guys don't care about that. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else is going on? Go check out my friends' podcasts, uh, j Cab Morris and Yakuza Kick Radio. Uh, Shaheen and Dirt Sheet Dudes. Uh, go check out Aaron and Chris over at Decibel Geek. Uh, Ralph Vieira and Ian Wadley over at Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. And check out Ralph's own podcast, Viera Vault, where he'll actually go through discographies of groups with uh, special guests and actually play something at the end of every podcast that's a special treat. It was actually through his podcast that I was able to rediscover my love for uh, Frank Marino, uh, a, a Canadian-based guitarist who... When he came out, people said that, you know, oh, this guy is like the white Jimi Hendrix. I'm like, no, I don't really think he sounds anything like Hendrix. I mean, you know, Hendrix did his own thing. Frank Marino did his own thing. I think to, I don't know. I hate it when people say, like, like, people called The Cure the Pink Floyd of the 80s. First of all, where the heck do you draw that comparison? The Cure and Pink Floyd. I don't think so. You know, a better comparison would be like early Def Leppard sounds like UFO, you know, and and they'd be willing to admit that because they were hugely influenced by UFO. So that makes sense. But Def Leppard definitely uh, was a band that, with every album, they got they got better. I mean, their first three albums are th- three of my favorite albums of all time. Not that I'm not getting hysteria or adrenalized, but High and Dry is my favorite Def Leppard Leppard album. That's my album. But yeah, Ralph rediscovered my love, uh, helped me rediscover my love for Frank Marino, and, you know, great stuff. Great, great stuff. And uh, let's see, what else? Let me look at my list of podcasts. I know I got plenty of them. Let's see. Oh yeah, don't forget to check out Talking Maiden with uh, Nesbit and Josh. They just did a uh, three part retrospective on Fear of the Dark, and go check out their back episodes. Great stuff. Let's see, I mentioned JCat. I mentioned Decibel Geek, uh, Vierovol. Oh yeah, check out Dave and Dave Unchained, a fan podcast for Van Halen. Great stuff. Check out Tommy Dreamers um a podcast and also check out david Lee ross podcast while you're at it and that's all i gotta say about that so thanks for tuning in once again i'm really proud to be a part of the rat salad review uh podcast family thanks again wayne for having me on and i will catch you guys on the flip side and if you want to check out where hard drive is playing next check out harddriveband.com from there you can link to our facebook youtube and our Instagram. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Music Aside podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm and Ratsaw Review. Check out the other shows on Ratsaw Review, including Beyond Bushido, Old Man Metals Musings, The Right Opinion, The Vieira Vault, the team otoki podcast the bs sessions with mark and jerry just the cheese please and the friday night party with the great harry Barnett and evie Graphics by Rocky Baia. For commissions, find them on Twitter at R-O-C-K-Y-B-A-I-A. Intro and outro music for the show is "Lose Control by The Rebel Media. Written by Jacqueline Guittard, Ernest Layuk, and Lou Mavs. If you'd like to donate to the channel, please donate to our PayPal at musicislivepodcast at gmail.com. If you're in a band and you want us to review your music, then contact us at loumavs at musicislivepodcast.com. Special thanks to Wayne Noon and Greg Noggle. With much love and gratitude to Aaron, Anna, and Aloysius. For more information, check out www.musicislifepodcast.com. And don't forget to check out www.ratsireview.com. Remember, all art is valid. Thanks for listening. Cheers.